Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. This is Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 5, Episode 19, Zoo or False. And with me, as always, the lovely Jen Runkle. Hello. How are you, Jen? I'm tired. <laughs> How are you? I had a Red Bull, because I, I too mm. was tired, so I had a little bit of Red Bull. Yeah, I had an afternoon soda, which I usually don't do, but I mean, for whatever reason, I'm like very tired very early this week. Which is not making a lot of sense after a three-day weekend where I got a lot of rest. Well, this is a good episode to be tired with because <laughs> I found it to not be a very not good. very good <laughs> episode, so you don't have to fake enthusiasm and try and get your spirits up for this one. Although maybe if it was better, it would have helped me wake up a little bit. Perhaps. But yeah, this episode was very mediocre. Yeah. Today, sorry, you know, again, it's been a long time since we podcast. We went away for vacation to the beach for a week, and then I traveled a few days the following week, and that was last week, so now we're finally getting another chance to podcast. I hope I get it out this week, but maybe not. The next few episodes are pretty good, so I'm looking forward to podcasting on those, and that might expediate them. Is that the word I'm looking for? Expedite? That might might expedite them a little bit. Maybe they're synonyms. Either way. We have a few emails. Makes sense since we were out for a little while. (laughs) Thank you for emailing, even though we're very slow with putting out episodes. And I have a fun list that I've been talking about on and off for a little while, and I'm happy to start sharing it with with our listeners. To start it off, I'm going to read an email from Alex. Alex has written to us before. He is from England or the UK or Britain or Great Britain or what do you guys call yourself? What's your your preferred nomenclature now? Nice to hear from you again, Alex. Alex writes, I presumed in the J-Lo episode they were making fun of the 2004 book and 2009 film He's Just Not That Into You. Oh, yeah. I did mention that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Though, guess it could be self-help books for single women in general. Agreed. Oh, on How I Met Your Father... As a fellow Englishman, are the problems resulting from Tom's immigration status ever going to be addressed, as Robbins was in Himyum? That's a good question, actually, because didn't we find out, like, he doesn't have his passport? I don't remember that. We watched them so infrequently. Right. I feel at one point, like, he burned his passport or something to, like, prove to Valentina something. Could be. I feel like that's going to probably be a problem. When he says Tom, that's the actor's name. Actually, the character's name is Charlie. So I imagine, you know, the season's been out for a while. How many episodes are you and I in? Like eight or nine? I think we just watched, yeah, we either watched eight or nine. I feel like maybe there's only one or two left. And the, the, the last couple have been pretty good. Yeah, they've definitely taken a swing later in the series. Yeah, I can't say that I want to podcast them one by one anymore. Right. But they've been significantly better. They None of them so far would break into a How I Met Your Mother Top 100, which would sort of be the, the point at which I think I'd want to talk about it further on a podcast. And maybe we'll talk about the finale after we see it. Yeah. And, you know, who knows with season two if it continues on the path it seems to be going for us. Like, I think the first few episodes of it were painful, but they've become more enjoyable. Agreed. Alex writes on... Since Tom has been cut off by his wealthy family, they can't just use wealth to hand wave the issue. So after, I think, 90 days, Tom will have overstayed his tourist visa. 
they did vaguely refer to the fact that Tom was working illegally in the bar. Right, I do remember that. So yeah, no, that's a good question. I wonder if that'll come back at any point. Thanks for writing, Alex. Maybe he has to marry Valentina to stay in the country. Boy, that would be such a predictable and obvious. <laughs> I was gonna say, if we're plot gonna go with twi- non-twist. Right. If we're gonna What's the opposite to... of twist? Trope. Plot, trope. Straight. Next, I'm reading Hugo's email. Hello, guys, and I think Hugo's a new writer. All right. Hello, guys. My name is Hugo, and I'm 19 years old and come from Sweden. Take that, Swedish How I Met Your podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that's my commentary, not, not Hugo's. <laughs> Hugo, do us a favor. Listen to the Swedish How I Met Your podcast, podcast and let us know what you think. Is it still going, do you think? I don't know. I haven't checked back in on it. But for those of you who didn't hear that season one podcast of ours, or Hugo, if, if you're, you're kind of bouncing about for different shows, I was showing somebody our podcast on my phone, or I told him what to look up on his phone to find our podcast, and he turned his phone towards me and said, How I Met Your Podcast, but it wasn't our logo. And so I took a closer look. I was like, oh, no, there's another How I Met Your Podcast and later on, I listened to it, and it was it was all in Swedish, and it was out of Sweden. Well, I assume. Well, thanks. Now you just made us lose Hugo as a listener. <laughs> he goes on. How I Met Your Mother is my all-time all caps favorite show. It's truly a comedy drama masterpiece. Even though the ending is not good. <laughs> I found her podcast a couple weeks ago when I was looking up the Him Yim soundtrack on spot soundtrack on Spotify. And there you were. Aw, yay. You guys have gotten me through my horribly boring work days, and I am right now at Season 3, Episode 17. So I guess he has heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I have been listening nonstop. All right, another binger. That's fun. Yeah. I also love making lists. Attaboy. And I, des- and I decided to include my own top ten list of recurring characters. <laughs> nice. So in ascending order, number ten, Scooter. Number eight, I'm sorry, number nine, Carl. Eh, I'm surprised Carl appears in the top ten list. Eight, Arthur Hobbs. We got him. Seven, Virginia Mosby. Six, Clint. Clint's <laughs> one, I, I, I'm not sure I, I even had him in competition, but now that he says it, yeah, Clint is a great character. How many times does Clint show up, though? I oh, like, like half I... a dozen. He shows up quite oh, a bit really? in season nine. Okay. He's not as good in season nine. Okay. He even ends up on a tiny bit of the road trip with Marshall and um, uh, Shepard. What's her name? Uh, Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard, yeah. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Garrison Coots. That's Martin Short's character where oh, Marshall's he boss for, for the... Bit. Yeah, he was pretty good. I, I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was pretty good. In a way that Martin Short always is. Yeah. Number four, Randy. Number three, <laughs> Judy Erickson. Number two, Marvin Sr. Erickson. Well, that's pretty high for the Ericksons. Yeah. And number one, Brad. I mean, they're Swedish. Brad, yes. Swedish? <laughs> Nor- they are Nordic. Can we say Swedish? Ericsson, is that Swedish? Yeah, I don't know. He goes on. I would love to maybe come on the show sometime when I have caught up to you guys, since I think I have a lot of knowledge of the show. I've watched it 11 times. Wow. Yeah, you have probably usurped us. <laughs> I would love for you to read out this email on the show so that I can hear it when I finally catch up. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't have read that part. Love the show, you guys. Thank you for my... F- for feeding my nerdiness, laugh out loud. Take care. Signed, Lorenzo Von Matterhorn. 
P.S. Sorry if English wasn't perfect. It's my second language. Uh, no, that was great. I think at some point I would like to have listeners that ask and would enjoy it to get on our show. Yeah, why not? Um, we have to figure out how to do that. I'm assuming maybe we could just... Is there something we could do on Zoom, I think? I, probably. I mean, I'm, people I'm not do sure. it all the time. Yeah, they do it all the time. <laughs> I, it's probably something not that hard to look up. Yeah, so... If- well, depending on how fast you binge, maybe it won't take you too long to get to this episode. It shouldn't. So, any listeners want to get on the show, maybe you have a favorite episode out there somewhere ahead of us that we haven't done yet, let us know. And maybe we'll give it a try. Yeah, I'm open to that. Hopefully someone that's been writing in quite a bit and not someone that is hearing this for the first time and just wants to jump on. Now that we're a big hit and all. <laughs> Those people that bought low and are selling high. Are the ones that we, we would look at first. Funny. All right. Um, I thought you saw we had three emails. Uh, I'll save Danielle till the end. Oh, okay. Because she commented on this episode. Actually, I actually haven't read hers yet. It'll be a surprise for everyone. Right. Hold on. There was something that he said that. I really did enjoy the um, sign off from Lorenzo von Matterhorn. Okay. That was just a perfect touch. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Hugo mentions that the ending's not good. Mm-hmm. Jen made fun of me because I was rewatching old clips of people that are hosting the Oscars or Emmys or Golden Globes, sort of their opening remarks for it five to ten minutes. Very strange. Like, <laughs> were you watching one from like a really long time ago? I like, like the old week? Billy Crystal and Steve yeah. Martin ones. They're sort of the best. But then the Amy, um, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey ones are really good. And then I was just watching one. Oh, who was hosting it? So I think it was Seth today? Seth Myers, and he was talking about three shows that were just going off the air. It was Breaking Bad, How I Met Your Mother, and another drama. Okay. And he said, "Who would have thought that the most dramatic ending, the most sorrowful ending of all of those, was the comedy?" <laughs> I don't know. Breaking Bad was pretty. By bleak. the way, kids, your mom's dead. <laughs> I mean, they already knew that. Okay, let's get into this one. Maybe finally for once we can get through one we don't like as fast as we get through the ones we like. I mean, we've already spent 11 minutes. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the episode. That part doesn't count. All right. Zoo or false? Ted starts us off by talking about all these stories he's telling him, uh, telling the kids, how many of them are true. And in this case, I think it sets up the, the episode well because... They kind of leave us in in the dark. Right. Although I have a theory. Or I have an opinion. But we start off with, you know, if we're talking about truth versus lies, no one can work a lie better than Uncle Barney or work that line between truth and lies. And we get a shot of him at McLaren's, and he's basically trying to fool a woman into thinking that he's Neil Armstrong. And she falls for it. I forgot about this. This actually did make me laugh out loud. Like, just the audacity of it was funny. And so we're getting kind of like a cut back and forth between him doing this at the bar and then like reactions at the apartment. Right. And Ted points out after the flashbacks over that this is not possible. He was born seven years after the moon landing. And then Barney just (laughs) says that he has an explanation for this. He passed through a wormhole. He started aging backwards, yada, yada, whatever. (laughs) And apparently she just rolls with this. Yeah. He, and then he quickly changed the subject to her working in a yogurt shop. That must be wild. And we get back to the scene and Marshall goes, 
I did work in a yogurt store once, and it was indeed wild, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny the way he delivered that. And then Barney talks about completing the conquest. I was kind of looking around to see if Robin was there because I thought we'd kind of solve uh, this of he doesn't brag about these things in front of Robin anymore, but she, then she enters. She but, I mean, it's her, obviously fake. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Well, no, no, he not. slept with her. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, we got a lot of bad space sex jokes. And Ted just calls him out, like, why are you lying all the time? So Robin enters. She hates her job. Marshall questions, didn't she just interview the mayor? And it turns out it was Mayor McWoof. He wears a dog costume and teaches kids not to litter. And we get the flashback to Mayor McWoof, who's actually just there trying to sell amazing insoles for your feet. (laughs) And did you recognize Mayor McWoof? No, I didn't. Well, this would be the second appearance of E.E. Bell, who was America, in (laughs) Lily's play. (laughs) Consumerism. And I remember when we were going over that one, I said, oh, he appears again. Oh, and now we found it. Yeah, and I, I could, didn't recognize who he was I when he was I credited forward. as Mayor McWolf. I didn't check that. <laughs> so that, that segment did not go well. Um, so just going to put a pin in this. Um, Mike's not paying attention and flying a paper airplane when Robin tells him to cut. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a good tie-in. I completely missed that first one of it. Yeah, so even Mike's saying, like, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention, got bored. Robin laments she'd kill for just one good interview, and then we get Ted. I was going to say laments, too. Oh, well. Um, Ted chimes in, fine, I'll look (laughs) at my schedule, I'll see what's available. Robin points out that catching seven peanuts in a row in his mouth is impressive but not newsworthy, although this does excite Marshall that he did that. (laughs) Right, but that's not why Ted thinks he should be on the news. He was selected to build a scale model of the Empire State Building for the largest recreation of the New York skyline in the world. Robin's not impressed with this. Is that the thing you were playing with last night? And then they cut to Ted reenacting the last scene from <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. And there's sort of funny thing of, is that what you're doing? How long have you been standing there? Ten minutes? Yes. Just the last scene. <laughs> right. I thought that was a pretty, cool, pretty fun segment. Yeah, it was cute. All right, we got a knock on the door, and it's a pizza guy. And, and speaking of Breaking Bad, and speaking of a pizza guy from before, this Arthur the Pizza Guy, played by Matt Jones, was the, also the pizza guy in the Rough Patch outside the car. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I knew we had seen him in something recently. I didn't put that together. <laughs> I wonder if that's where they met him for the first time. Because now they all seem familiar. Yeah, and I looked back, and he wasn't, he wasn't given a name in the last one. They, he wasn't called Arthur. Okay. Like he is in this one. He was just called the pizza guy in the credits. Oh, funny. So, yeah, I guess him and Marshall have forged quite the relationships. <laughs> Somehow I forgot to include him in our recurring characters <laughs> competition. Yeah, Lily asked Marshall if he has any cash. Instead of just saying no, he decides to say he shouldn't have to pay because he's not a fan of pizza. Everyone gasps. But yeah, you're right. That's someone, it's sort of like when Rob, Robin's trying to avoid the whole mall situation. <laughs> right. Goes in the wrong direction of it. And that's why I do and like... Just, when, instead of just saying, nah, I'm not interested. Right. Um, and that's why <laughs> I like the pizza guy. Marshall, there's a cartoon of you on our coupons. Yeah, that's, that's a weird thing they did. <laughs> Barney tells a joke. I'm not saying, and he tells a few of these, but I'll only say the first one. 
I'm not saying Marshall's a guy who likes pizza, but last time he went to a physical, get a physical with a doctor says, Marshall, you got to stop eating pizza. Marshall says, why? Doc says, so I can examine you. But seriously, we can't because we love. <laughs> right. I like the way he's delivering these jokes, even though, you know. They're not good. Yeah, I don't think he needed to go back to it again. Then Marshall admits that the reason he doesn't have money is he got mugged. Um, and then he asks Arthur how his dad's doing. They know each other that well. Get it, huh? Right. And everyone's kind of freaking out. Barty wants to know if he, the guy that he got mugged by was wearing a black skull neck cap and a five o'clock shadow. And did he say stick him up? We get a very quick scene of Marshall getting mugged, just a guy coming up with a gun asking for Marshall's wallet. He gives it to him. That's over. It's like a three second. He actually doesn't clip. ask for the wallet. He just says, watch it. Don't get any closer. And Marshall like throws his wallet. Thank you for correcting that. That was oh so important. It does come into play later, because when that guy turns into the zookeeper, it's the same line. Yeah, that's true. So, it does make... He pointed out. I like how Marshall says it was completely terrifying, and Barney goes, it was completely terrifying. (laughs) Just immediately workshopping it. Yeah, he's he's rehearsing. He's going to get some sympathy sex. And Lily starts to kind of freak out. And Robin, you know, she says she's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Robin cuts in, oh, here, sweetie. You sort of think she's going to give her a Xanax or a Xanax or something. And said she's got a giant handgun. And everyone gasps. <laughs> Just stick this under your pillow. And I'm sorry, like, is this a thing people do? What? Like, it would stress me out so much to have a gun under my pillow. Yeah. Like, I'd be so worried about accidentally shooting myself in the head. Like, you know, shoving my hand under the pillow and hitting it the wrong way. I don't know. I'm not a gun person, so I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, that I like happen. how Robin's like, it, it, it's not going to hurt anyone. The safety's on. Oh, wait. The safety's, <laughs> click, on. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, any handgun I've owned, I can't tell whether the safety's on or off. It doesn't have, like, a clear indicator oh, on geez. it. So, you know, just stay clear of that area of the house. I mean, I've literally never seen the gun, so. You've seen it. I don't know where it lives, is okay. my point. Yes, I've <laughs> seen it. When you showed it to me. I don't know where it lives. Well, I'm not going to say it out loud in front of our (laughs) crazy stalker listeners. But no, if you are a crazy stalker, we do have a gun. (laughs) Barney, again, imitates what he says. I'd just like to forget about this ever happened and move on with my life. Great stuff. I think I'm going to add tears, though. But Marshall tries to comfort her. He's fine. He just wants to put this behind him. Barney continues to mimic him. All right. So Lily says, don't worry about her. She's a little scared, but she's a New Yorker. She's not going to let this change her. And then they cut to, you know, this comedy trope that I've spoken about many times, or TV trope, her at a shooting range. Mm-hmm. With Robin. And she loves it. Asks for another clip. Robin says, Robin starts getting a little nervous about her enthusiasm. And then in a husky voice, I said clip, <laughs> which I liked. Right, then we cut to the bar. Marshall and Lily are talking about her wanting to buy a gun, a cute little pink Beretta that matches these adorable sandals I just bought. Yeah, Marshall's really freaked out about this idea. He doesn't want this to happen. Yes, apparently Marshall accidentally injures Lily all the time and does not think introducing a gun into that situation would be a good idea. And then we get a nice, a fun little uh, montage. montage. The first one is from the first episode of this show, him popping the champagne cork into her eye. Oh, that was a nice little flashback. I mean, it's only been five seasons, but he looks so much younger. Right. And then <laughs> the next one's him just randomly back-slapping her in their sleep in bed, which right. I don't know why it was funny. And there's one of her jumping out and s- surprising him on Halloween and him just 
flat out punching her in the face. <laughs> right. Which shouldn't be funny, but it was. Yeah, there's a couple other ones, too. So that apparently this happens quite a bit. Lily says she understands what he's saying, but, you know, if anything happened to him, she says something that rings very familiar. She goes, and you're my whole world, Marshall. If something ever happened to you, I would just, I would just... Now, do you remember Marshall saying that to her? No. Almost those exact lines when he was talking about how he has to kill her before masturbating in his, in his fantasy. <laughs> Where, like, it's revealed to her and he goes, you're just my whole world, baby. If something ever happened to you, I would just... And she's like, masturbate all you want. Just don't, don't kill me kill off. Don't kill me off. <laughs> nice callback. That's funny. Marshall said it didn't. That's not how the mugging really went down. And <laughs> Aha, so he was wearing a black skull knit cap. Told you. Marshall admits it. No, he wasn't wearing anything. And we get a quick visual of the same guy being naked, mugging him. (laughs) Right. But no, Marshall explains that he stopped at the zoo on the way home. And as he's getting near the monkey cage in Central Park Zoo, the same actor is playing the zookeeper, says, watch it, don't get any closer, just like he did, as Jen pointed out, Mm -hmm. in the mugging. And then the marshal basically gets pulled into the cage, up to the cage by the monkey who takes his wallet. <laughs> so stupid. Everyone's laughing at him. Yeah, so he says, you know, he was embarrassed about it, so he made up the other story, but he doesn't want Lily to be so worried that she feels like she needs a gun, so he's willing to face the embarrassment, I guess. There's a few mediocre monkey jokes that go, fly, you know, fly back and forth. Mm-hmm. Robin comes in, and uh, they're trying to update her on the story, Robin wants to know, did they catch the guy like Ted's? Well, he's behind bars. <laughs> Where did they find him? Kissing naked in a tree, throwing his own feces. And I've on seen and on. that guy. <laughs> and on and on, and Marshall's going to tell her what really happened when Barney cuts in and starts introducing a banana into the story. <laughs> Barney retells a version of it where it's like a 1920s whimsical silent movie music. As Marshall's going after a banana on a string being controlled by the monkey. <laughs> and getting, like, really frustrated in a really goofy way. Yeah, it's, it's very silent filmish mm-hmm. kind of acting. And the monkey looks so excited pulling the string. <laughs> very good monkey acting. There's another one where the monkey sticks the banana in his back. There's another <laughs> version. And I think they interpreted for the monkey, where, like, the monkey was saying, like, stick him up or something. Oh, did they? <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but something like that. Robin doesn't believe them, but Marshall was like, yeah, no, actually that did happen. Not the way they described it. Right. So he points out that this is a thing in Thailand, in China, in Costa Rica. People get mugged by monkeys all the time because monkeys are gatherers. And then we get more monkey jokes. Now, when Jen and I were in Costa Rica, we saw a lot of monkeys. There were a lot of monkeys. And, and they came to visit. Yeah, they came up on the porch at the apartment, we were, the house we were staying at. Quite a bit. Once a day. I think in the morning. Yeah, I think they traveled. They like went somewhere in the morning and then they came back. They went down to the, like the, the beach night. and then they came back. And there were sort of like monkey ropes yeah. through the town so they didn't have to walk on the you know ground around people. But about six months to a year before we went to that same town, uh, Manuel, do you remember what it was called? Manuel Antonio. Was that it, Manuel Antonio? Pretty sure. I don't sure. know if Antonio is right. thought it was. At any rate... A buddy of mine had gone to the same town for a trip. I'm not sure why he went to the same town, but just coincidence. Oh, not part of the group? No, no, no. My friend Will. Oh, okay. And he said while he was on the beach, 
he saw a, a, the same kind of monkey, the howler monkeys, run out of the woods, grab a woman's purse no. on the beach, and start to drag it back to the woods. The woman tried to stop the monkey and grabbed her purse. The monkey punched her in the face and no. then ran off with the purse. Yeah. No, those monkeys weren't that big. They don't have to be that big. I mean, when you're bending down yeah, to get your purse. that's true. I don't think you've ever told me that story. <laughs> I probably did around the time we were there. Or maybe I didn't want to scare you. Maybe. You'd want to sleep with a gun under the pillow. <laughs> I was too worried about mosquitoes and scorpions falling on my head. We had... A, we got pretty close to the monkeys once or twice. Mm-hmm. And when we were sitting on the porch in the morning having coffee and they were coming through... Sometimes it was the a little area. intimidating. Yeah. Um, at one so point, there was like them. seven of them coming up on the porch. And they went from being cute to being like a horror movie. Right. Which is like... Um, they outnumber us now. Yeah. This could go bad if they so choose. <laughs> so... They, they just moved on with their More day. monkey jokes. A Curious George joke. Um, Robin thinks it's a good story. She wants to interview Marshall on her show about it. Ted's offended. Yeah. (laughs) What about my model? No one wants to see a guy come on my show and play (laughs) with dolls. And there was actually a guy on her show that was there to show his dolls. And then we get a good flashback of her interviewing this guy and his doll collections there. She mentions that he's favored to win the Rhinebeck Collector's Awards next month. And he says, only if they behave themselves. Last year I found one of them cavorting with a G.I. Joe. And Robin laughs thinking he's telling a joke. It's not funny. What were you thinking? What if you'd gotten pregnant? <laughs> and Ted points out, but you invited him back for a follow-up interview. Which was to distract him so the FBI could uh, search his house. <laughs> well, so I guess the question is, is he now back for a third time? That's confusing, or, yes. Yeah, or was he scheduled to Because they be made on. it sound like he already came back, and then right. he's on again the same day as <laughs> Marshall's segment. So. Right. It's a little confusing, but... Neither here nor there. So Robin pleads with him. Lily encourages him because it'd be fun to see him on TV. And he's, you know, said he just doesn't want to make fun of. They keep cutting in with, you got bugged by a monkey. And yeah. Lily's fake laugh is really bad. She's a great crier, not a great laugher. Minor thing, but when Robin's you know, telling Ted, like, no, you can't come on. Um, and starts disparaging the model of the Empire State Building. He, the face he makes is so funny. It's like a very like grumpy, like offended face. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> he has another good face moment later in the show, but I'll get there. All right, we, we're back at the bar, and Barney's hitting on a girl using the mugged story, and then the girl from earlier comes up and starts calling him Neil. Apparently he doesn't remember his own lie, because he's about to swing around and be like, my name's not Neil. Yeah, and then... Barney tries to save it with a worse lie and then claims that they had a three-way. <laughs> he even wore the belt. Yeah, and when he's telling Ted this, Ted says, strange, because you look like you just had two vodka tonics thrown in your face. Marshall finds some lime in his hair. <laughs> the story's better with my ending. Just okay? Yeah, I mean, he, he sort of admits that it's not true. Right. But then he goes on, so there we are, zero gravity, <laughs> the three of us wearing nothing but space helmets. Right, just like, let me tell it my way. So Robin comes in, uh, her producer loves the idea of the, the monkey story, and Robin says it actually might even go national, which would make her a little more famous, that makes Marshall a little less, even, even less enthusiastic about doing this. Right, and so, you know, Ted and Barney just think, you know, it'll be embarrassing for him, and that's why he 
starting to hesitate on it. And then he tells them that he didn't actually get mugged by a monkey. And then the next scene, then they break, like as if it was a commercial break. Mm-hmm. And the next scene, they're sitting around a table in McLaren's and Ted's going, so you weren't mugged by a monkey? I hate when shows do this. They didn't have any conversation between the apartment and McLaren's. It's See, very sick Back in the day when sitcoms had to have commercials in between, apparently the viewer was so dumb that they could not remember what had happened three minutes earlier. And at, least have it in, at least have it in the same place, right. in the same location. <laughs> so there's some, some additional questions. So you weren't mugged by the monkey. Like, did the monkey trick you into giving him your wallet? Did you mug the monkey? Are you sure it wasn't one monkey standing on another monkey's shoulders wearing a men's trench coat? <laughs> Be about the right height. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall explains he just made it up so Lily wouldn't get a gun. And then they're trying to point out to him that this is going to really humiliate Robin. Right. Then Barney's wondering, you know, which story is the truth? <laughs> he says, Ted, you know the longest. Is he telling the truth? Ted looks him very close in the face. Can't tell. He smells good. Is this a thing that's happened before? I don't remember no. this being a thing no. happening before or since. No, it, it hasn't. Okay. So, yeah, then there's more. You know, you can't let Robin report on this. You know, can't hurt her credibility. Um, who's Jack Palance? I did not get this joke. Jack Palance... Most recently, I would say, known as Curly in the City Slickers movies. The old, cow, you know, the old rugged cowboy that everyone's scared of. Yeah, I have not seen City Slickers since I was an actual child. He's the bad guy in the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Not the Joker, but... Also have not seen that <laughs> since I was a child. And then he was also well known in his very early years as a bad guy in cowboy movies. Most okay. famous one being the movie Shane. And he also hosted a show through the 80s called Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. I just thought it was a very random reference of a name that I did not pick up on. So, yeah, so Barney's point was that, you know, journalists lie and he doesn't believe that Jack Palance is dead. Yeah, Jack Palance won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. For his role in City Slickers. And oh, was I was going to joke in City Slickers? Yeah, and he was, <laughs> he, was seven, he was in his 70s. He goes up on stage to accept the award. He gets down on the ground and does a one-handed, one-armed push-up. <laughs> Maybe more than one, I'm not well, sure. Well, that's why I, I was, like, it was starting to wonder, like, what, what was that like, super old fitness guy <laughs> that was around forever? Like, was it that guy? Is that who Barney's talking about? <laughs> I think I'm thinking of the right guy. Jack Palance. Yeah, I'm thinking of the right guy. Okay. Yeah, because there was another fitness guy whose name was Jack, I think. Yeah, do we have to look this up real quick, just to? Someone correct us if I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be on this episode much longer. <laughs> Ted says that people don't like to be lied to. Barney goes into a sort of a speech that people don't mind being lied to. A lie is just a great story that someone ruined with the truth. They don't like finding out they've been lied to. And I feel like we've gotten this before. I think Barney's kind of said something similar to Lily when he went out with her co-worker. And Barney's basically like, you devastated her. Like, why would you tell her the truth? Yeah. He's pretty consistent on this. We Go ahead. Rebecca Um, McLaren's. Yeah. And I think, is this a flashback or is this the next scene? I think it's a flashback again. Well, we... We still are, like, at McLaren's, and Barney's saying that, you know, people don't like to know the truth. They'd rather, you know, they'd rather be lied to, not have it get shattered, and, you know, like that girl did to him. They both threw a drink in his face. That was correct. 
And he goes, Lisa, wait. And then one of them turns around and says, yes, you know, he meant the wrong, he meant the other girl. <laughs> You're Lisa, Sarah, wait. Which is confusing, because Barney doesn't like to sleep with the same girl twice. So you think he would go for the new girl. Yeah, that's a good, that's a very good point. Maybe he thought it was easier to patch things up with the... With the dumber one? Yeah. Should we be really mundane and mention that the actor's name is Neil? Oh. Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Oh, not at my best tonight, guys. So he was honest with her now, and she's honest with him, and tells him that she's really 31, which made him very unhappy. Right, he would have rather just been lied to. Yeah, I didn't like this speech. 31, I was happy, very happy. He goes on and on. Yeah, it just, yeah. It rambles. Yeah. And yet he's still wearing the three-way belt, which Lily comes in and gives him a high five for. <laughs> right. Lily says she's glad that she didn't almost buy a gun. She's glad that she ended up not buying the gun, and that he just got mugged by a monkey. Um, so, yeah, there's still, yeah. So Marshall agrees, like, yeah, I got mugged by a monkey. There's a little bit of, yeah, Barney and Ted being like, yes, you know, I knew it. And then Ted saying, you know, he doesn't believe it. There's a Ted and Marshall stare off again, which I have to point out is not as good as the curb when Larry's trying to figure out if somebody's telling the truth. True. Okay, we're at the news studio. As Robin's entering with Marshall, setting him up for the segment, she notices that Ted's there with a giant thing covered by... A sheet. With a question mark on it. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> and Ted, you know, she wants to know what the hell is that. Ted says, looks like something covered by a sheet. Guess if you want to find out, you're going to have to do a story on it. Robin goes, you're going to be covered by a sheet if you don't get your stupid model <laughs> out of here. That's a good line. I did like that. So Ted's predicting that Marshall can't lie on TV, and so they'll have to go over to his story of his model building. Um, turns out the monkey's there. And also, although going to a nice wildlife sanctuary, they're going to be separating Monkey from his mate, Millie. Millie. And the monkey's name is Captain Bobo. And they've been together a long time. Yeah, so Millie's obviously a stand-in for Lily. Right. Although they should have had the monkey named close to him, I think. Right. That they were going to go sense. this direction. The interview begins, and... Marshall's trying to redirect the story to what's underneath that sheet. And when he says it, Ted's face is so excited. (laughs) And Robin cuts because Marshall's clearly not focusing on the story. Right. And so then here's like this constant back and forth that just doesn't work for me. And it sounds like doesn't work for you either. Yeah, it goes on too long. It's And it's too ridiculous. I made up the story. Then Lily's there saying, oh, you made up the story? Then I need to get a gun. Oh, I didn't make up the story. It was a monkey. Okay, well, then we're going to have to send the monkey. And it just goes round and round for a minute. Right. And then Marshall just gives up and says he's going home and going back to bed. So they go to Ted, who's already putting makeup on himself. <laughs> so Barney's a little disappointed with how that all panned out. And so he's already deciding when he tells everybody at work what's happening he's going to go with Marshall was mugged by the monkey and the banana on the string and he says you can't just tack on and I think they're getting very meta in this line right you can't just tack on a new ending because you're not satisfied with how the story wraps up right which leads us into the final scene right and Barney even calls out you know someday you'll be telling this story and you'll see it my way and then kids you'll never believe what happened the monkey gets loose he climbs up Ted's Empire State, Empire State Building. But bef- uh, not before grabbing one of the dolls from the guy. Yeah, who's there on a different stage. And then climbs up the Empire State Building a la King Kong. Mm-hmm. 
And then Mike starts throwing the airplanes <laughs> at him, things. a la King Kong. And there's a lot of them. It's not just one. There's at like one point, like four or five going. And the monkey's swatting them away. <laughs> I, I, I kind of enjoyed the ending. It's very silly, but it was funny. Okay. Uh, you don't have to guess where I ranked this. I was going to say, there's no way this was top 100 no, for you. No, it's 118. And my favorite joke was probably seeing the marshal chasing the banana. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, it was the, are you sure it wasn't one monkey standing on another monkey's shoulders wearing a men's trench coat? Be about the right height. That's never not funny. Animals <laughs> stacked up under a trench coat. But just, and then Ted's response, like, I was okay with the trench coat, and then Ted's response actually, like, made me bust out laughing. <laughs> I think my least favorite joke was the Lily constantly cutting in and trying to laugh at, you got mugged by a monkey. Mine was at the beginning where Barney's doing all those dumb space sex euphemisms. Okay. We're going to read Danielle's... Um, that's the episode. Yep. We do that episode again. is over. So that's the episode. We're going to read Danielle's email, and then I'm going to do a very special list. A very special list. How exciting. Why don't you read Danielle? Sure. Hey, guys. I really like it when people say anywho. It's such a nice-sounding word. <laughs> nice. One of my favorite things is when TV gives its characters wins. I'm glad Arnold's dad is better. I didn't laugh the first time Marshall said he got mugged by a monkey. I saw this, but it was pretty funny. But, sorry, I didn't laugh the first time Marshall said he got mugged by a monkey. The first time I saw this, but it was pretty funny. Barney getting called Neil was really funny, but I forgot about the Neil Armstrong thing, so it made me laugh more. I almost believed him. It's always charming. Wait, how- he almost believed that Barney was Neil? She almost believed that Barney was Neil Armstrong? Oh, Danielle. <laughs> She's one of those girls that Barney could have fooled at a bar. Don't you dare slander Danielle like that. (laughs) She said it. Go ahead. It's always charming how geeky Ted gets about things. Like when I found the greatest game of all time. It's called the Constitution Quest. It's the coolest thing of all time. You get to learn all about the U.S. Constitution in game form. Oh, Danielle, you are very geeky. That's adorable. So nobody buy it because I don't have a copy yet. I think he made up being mugged by a monkey because of how worried Lily was feeling. The best joke was hard to pick, I'd say, when Barney is retelling the story and Marshall looks really goofy. So, yeah, like your best joke. The worst joke would have to be Barney saying that really long joke about Marshall eating pizza at the doctor. Although, Mar- Marshall accidentally hurting Lily was a contender. Not offensive, just not funny. Love ya. Thanks, Danielle. So, I also agree with her that I think the true story is that he did not get mugged by a monkey. It was just too outlandish. Right. Agreed. I, you know, if the monkey was loose, that might have been somewhat believable. Yeah. But behind those bars, the yes. Why would Marshall be getting that close? An orangutan or a chimpanzee might be strong enough to pull him up to the bar like that. <laughs> but not. But not a little. Monkey. I forget what the, that kind of monkey. It's the same monkey that was on Friends. Right, capuchin. Yeah, capuchin. Good job. Oh, okay. Okay. I am going to read now. A while ago, I read a list of the most. Hilarious moments in How I Met Your Mother. And created I, by somebody else? Yeah, it was sort of one of those online ones. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't, I don't remember it being very good. So I made my own, although I've only covered, I think, what we've podcasted about so far. Okay, so as we fair. go, I might update this list. But I thought long and hard about this. Sorry, he's going through pictures on his phone to find a picture he took of his laptop instead of just. Pulling it up on his laptop? Well, if I pull it up on the laptop, it's 
adjacent to my rankings. Ah, okay. Fair. And I don't want you to see my rankings. You don't want me to cheat? Yes. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> it is very exciting. Okay. In ascending order, number 10, the Britney and Barney, the Britney Spears and Barney entering the bar scene in the Everything Must Go. Yeah, in matching sweaters, you know, wearing, wearing the same outfit, being all cutesy. Number nine, Natalie's surprise party in Return of the Shirt, where <laughs> she finds out Ted's broken up with her on her answering machine. Number eight, the, the douchey Karen college flashbacks in Sorry Bro. <laughs> yes. Number seven, the g evaluating Lily's art in Everything Must Go. But, you know, good for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, honey. Oh, sweetie, no. <laughs> Number six, the Ted's mustache scene <laughs> in ten sessions. That one is so good. And then number five, Jen will appreciate the murder train news scene. I was really hoping that that was going to make the top ten. I was going to be really disappointed in this list. In Sandcastles in the Sand. Number four, Lily's play and stuff. (laughs) Yes. Number three, the Let's Go to the Mall video in Slap Bet. Yep. Number two, Lily dancing in front of the jukebox in the bracket. (laughs) It's such a small moment, but like just the fact that that stands out so much, I can immediately picture it. Just right after, Billy will be standing by the, nonchalantly, but... Yeah, not drawing attention to herself. Yeah. <laughs> and the number one most hilarious moment so far, and probably will stand, is Lily as the demented hunchback in Swirly, <laughs> yelling right. down the street. Solid list. I'd say out of that list, I don't know that... The Natalie surprise party would have made my top ten. Well, maybe you should make your own top ten, Jen. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to remember every funny thing that's happened in five seasons of this show. Uh, some other contenders. No, the ranking. I actually was able to move it over so you couldn't see it. was Barney's driving lesson and Arifa Derchi Fierro. Oh, yeah. I would have picked that over the surprise party. Um... The peak scene and with all the glass shattering and spoiler alerts and spoiler alert mm. at the end yeah, where they're all pointing at each other's foibles. <laughs> Strawberries throwing paint on the chef and say cheese. You really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Barney at the steward intervention and intervention. <laughs> blah, blah, so you're making everyone uncomfortable comment and how I met everyone else. Uh, Druthers trolling Ted's design in <laughs> columns. Uh, Red Dog's rocket docket scene in Rebound Bro. Marshall's sticking up for Scooter and Hooked. Ted's Ted's date's personality reveal in The Naked Man, where, she, you know, she's like, she's got oh, Pablo yeah. Neruda on her desk. <laughs> yeah, some douchey guy left that here. Give me Jewel. She lived in a van. Uh, uh, the client not wanting to see Druthers, Bill Druthers' penis building in Aldrin Justice. That's a penis. <laughs> Uh, Barney's coffee shop persona in Game Night. Oh, that one's good. And then Brad and Marshall's date in The World's Greatest Couple. <laughs> There's also some other contenders might be that are coming up. Uh, Clint's song next week in Home Records. Oh, yes. That might be a and contender. the dragon. Oh, another one I consider was Bill at the wedding and Something Borrowed. Yes. 
I will quote from well, Bill and Guns N' Roses, November, November Rain. <laughs> Brad, like, gradually, like, losing pieces of his outfit. Yeah, so. Trying to chase after. We'll, we'll see. There, there's some opportunities. We still have the wedding, the wedding the bride. Wedding bride. Ahead of us that yes. might have something with gold in it. And, yeah, there's some good ones still coming up. So, I'll, when I find a scene that I want to add in here as a top ten, I'll, I'll mention it. So, like I said, next week, Homewreckers. That's a good episode. Uh, Ted's mom's marrying Clint. Yes. And yes, Ted, yes. Ted buys that horrible house. <laughs> Do not buy this godforsaken. Hellhole of a house. Yes. I was thinking about that. We just bought our house, and I'm like, we didn't get it inspected. Yeah, I mean, we've been living in it. <laughs> right. There's really no surprises, hopefully, behind the walls, but I did think of that episode yeah. as we were in the process of signing all the paperwork. What if I already bought the sum, bitch? <laughs> well, folks, thanks for tuning in, and we will be back soon with Home Records. All right, thank you, everybody. 